podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday in which the world is still spinning and doing jumping jacks and cartwheels and all sorts of mad stuff. Um, we should get more clarity over the weekend, but here's what we can kind of cobble together right now. With regards to Fabinho, it would appear that this offer has caught in the club a little bit off guard. Now, as everybody knows, Fabinho is contracted to George Mendes as his agent. George Mendes has significant ties to Saudi Arabia and has already moved multiple players that are under his umbrella to the Saudi Pro League. Ruben Neves being probably the most high profile and most expensive of those thus far. So there's a lot of factors here with Fabinho. Number one, very clearly he was very poor last season. That had begun at the tail end of the previous season when he really started to look leggy and the, I suppose the weight of having to do two people's work just wore him down. If we sold him elsewhere right now, we'd probably get 20 to 25 million for him. And if we wait a year to sell him, we'll be lucky to get that, unless he has a really good bounce back year, in which case you might get 30 to 35. So if we can get 45 from now, it probably is the smart thing to do. Fab has been incredible for us since joining in 2018. The best midfielder of the Klopp era, the most important midfielder of the Klopp era, one of the most important signings of the Klopp era. And him and Ginny Wijnaldum together made us so strong defensively from a midfield point of view, which allowed Henderson to play in a more advanced way and gave the fullbacks cover, gave the centre-backs a shield, meant we rarely, if ever, got counterattacked against. But the time has come to move him on. And sentimentality can no longer be allowed to sway our decisions. 45 million, even 40, but if we can push it to 45 for Fabinho is absolutely a deal we should do. Now, like I say, it would appear that it's caught the club a little bit by surprise. But at the same time, if Mendes has been talking to the Saudis on his behalf and then gone back to Fabinho and told him, look, this is the offer, it's very likely that Fabinho has spoken to somebody at the club and said, look, I have this offer. 
I'd like to take it. They're going to make a bid for me. Because I don't think the Saudis would make a bid without knowing the player was up for it. And I don't think the player would have made the decision that he was up for it without informing the club. So if we get that money for Fabinho, that's going to need a replacement brought in. As we know, right now, we need one more midfielder. We want one more midfielder. If Fabinho goes, we will need two midfielders. Ideally, two number sixes. Different types, ideally. So maybe you go for, you know, a dynamic ball winner. You could go uh, Florentino Luis. You could go Manu Kone. You could go Tyler Adams, depending on budget. And then more of a traditional six. And I still think Romeo Lavi is the right play here. Like, Chiumeni's incredible. Caicedo's outstanding. I think Lavia can be as good, if not better, than both. And I don't think it'll be a long, long time before he's on their level. And he'd be significantly less than both of them. And he would allow the other midfielder brought in to be of a high value as well. So rather than spending, let's say, 80 to 90 million on Chiumeni or Caicedo, what if we could get Lavia for 45 and then get Florentino Luis for 45? Then you get the best of both types. So we'll likely learn a lot more over the next couple of days about Fab, but it does point to him leaving. Everything points to him leaving as things stand right now. Things also point to the captain leaving. And I don't know that there's a way back from him off this anyway, because it's very clear that his side are the one briefing the media on all of this. And he's clearly accepted an offer and he's told Klopp he'd like to leave and By all accounts, a meeting took place with his agent, Klopp, and someone else from the club. Possibly Mike Gordon, maybe, yeah, Jörg Schmatke. And it appears like Klopp has given him the green light to go. Now, he's not going to one of the mega-rich teams. He's going to the club that Gerrard is manager of. And from what I can gather, what's basically happened with the Pro League is The PIF have taken over four teams, the big four clubs, including the club that want to buy Fabinho. But they've said to the other clubs, we will fund a couple of signings for each of you in terms of wages. But you might have to fund the fee yourself, which may be why Gerrard's club are trying to lowball us a little bit on an offer. Now, they are apparently offering $10 million. And according to Paul Joyce, Melissa Reddy, Jimbo, and all the rest, we want 20 Now, my guess is we'll meet in the middle and it'll be 15 And he'll be gone. If we can't agree a fee, I don't see how... As club captain with two years left on your contract, you can come back into the fold if you've told them you want to leave. I I just don't see it. 
if he comes back in, I don't think he can remain as captain. There has to be some sort of fall, fallout from this if he decides to stay. Now, my guess is at this point that he's going to go. But again, things are still a little bit unclear. Both David Lynch and Neil Jones have both reported that he has told Klopp he wants to go, that he has accepted the offer. There's some different stories around the offer. Now, a couple of journalists who are clearly been briefed by Henderson's side, namely Dominic King, David Ornstein, and probably Chris Bascombe, because they are the ones he used in 2021 when he had his big tantrum about his contract. They've said varying degrees on what the wage will be. But one thing that I've noticed is that Ornstein, Reddy, and Bascombe have all said it would quadruple, it would almost quadruple his wage at Liverpool. Only King has said 700 grand. Now, that's three and a half times his wage. He's on 200 grand now. But stories from European journalists have said it's nothing close to that. It's about 350 grand, which was what was originally reported when this began. Now, that is still three and a half times his wage because his 200 grand in England after taxes and deductions is around 100,000. The 350 in Saudi would be tax-free. And it's more likely that that's what he's getting. So that would work out at 17.5 million a year, as opposed to now, when his take-home is probably a shade over 5 million a year. And that kind of wage would fit in with what they're paying other players, because... They're paying better players higher money. But lesser players are getting kind of the 10-ish mark. He's a lesser player, but he's a high-profile player. So he'd be worth more to the league than they would in terms of profile, but less than the top players in terms of quality. We'll have to wait and see over this weekend It's a fascinating time for Liverpool. We've also had reports that Nat Phillips could well be on his way out the door. Um, Not before time. Best of luck to him if he does make his move. Hopefully he lands... Hopefully he lands somewhere where he's going to play regularly. I don't really like the fit at Leeds, but I can understand it because Daniel Farka loved Grant Hanley, who was quite similar to Nat. So... I could see that working, but I do think Leeds have better options at centre-back. Maybe they're planning to move on a few players, but, you know, we'll see. Um, We also had a report yesterday that Wolves would be very interested in buying Cuevin Kelleher. Now, it looks like Nottingham Forest are going to make a move for Jose Sa. I think Forest would be better off just buying Kelleher than buying Sa. I think... Kelleher's a better keeper than Jose Sa as an all-rounder. Sa's the better shot stopper. Um, but Cuevin's much younger and has a higher higher potential, a higher ceiling. 
But Forrest, given their precarious position last season, they might want the more sure thing, so the more experienced head. And that's fair enough. But Wolves, uh, Wolves would be a decent enough landing spot for Callagher. If they pay the money, then I think that's a an easy enough deal for all parties to make happen. I don't know that we have a ready-made replacement in-house, so I think we'd have to go and buy um, Griffiths at West Brom and Patterson at Sunderland are the two that would make sense to me, both homegrown, obviously. Um, Joseph Bursick of Club Bruges, formerly of Stoke, also homegrown, very talented. I think he might be a bargain to go and try and get. We've got a decent relationship with Club Bruges from when we sold the Mignolet at favourable terms. So perhaps we could go and re- rescue Bursic from uh, from Belgium. A rescue. He's probably quite happy there, but he's the backup to Mignolet because Scotty Twocoats, who bought him to be first choice, got sacked shortly after. Um. So that's basically where we stand on transfer news. There's also been some rumour of Thiago going. If Henderson and Fabinho are both going, it makes more sense to keep Thiago. It really does. But if he were to go, we'd need to get a third midfielder. And see, you don't need to replace Henderson because he's already been replaced. Sabozlai replaced Henderson. And his minutes would have been massively reduced anyway. And now they can just be taken up by Curtis Jones gets more minutes. Alexis will play more minutes than, let's say, Thiago did last season. Thiago will get X amount of minutes. Besetic can get more minutes. I I think we'd be all right. Then you're bringing in the likes of Lavia and Luis. They'll also take up huge chunks of minutes. Um, Well, that's we're not bringing them in. I'm just kind of manifesting that idea. But if we could get Henderson and Fabinho out the door, go and get Lavia and Luis, then we'd have Trent and Besetic for that hybrid role, Lavia and Luis, or Luis and Lavia for the sixth role, Alexis and Thiago, Dominic and Curtis. Curtis can play both sides. Thiago could as well but you'd have those four as your number eights. Harvey could play some as an eight, but he'd also be the backup to Mo. And then you've got Darwin or Cody through the middle. You've got Diaz or Jota on the left. So your midfield and attack are done. They're taken care of. And the only one in that entire group of 14 players that you'd need to potentially replace in the next couple of years is Thiago. Now, Alex Scott, to me, would be the one to go and get to replace Thiago. I think he'd be brilliant. If you wanted to go and get, you know, a Maxens Kakare, I could fully understand that. He's more ready. But Alex Scott, to me, is one that has a lot of potential. Um, So you don't need to replace one of that 14 in the next five years, really, unless somebody was unhappy with what game time they were getting or you decided to move someone on. We'll have other youngsters coming through as well, like Ben Doak and Kate Gordon, et cetera, et cetera. So we'd be well set up in midfield and attack for the long term, not just through the rest of Klopp's tenure, but beyond that. And then defensively, that's where the work would be 
would be needed. Like we need a better backup for Ibu. We need a better backup and a long-term successor for Virgil. We need an upgrade in the left-sided role because Robbo's not a centre-back. Costas, I think, should be sold this summer. So that's obviously where we want to bring in Levi Colwell. So you get him maybe this summer. And then next summer, you could maybe go and get Antonio Silva as your Virgil cover and long-term successor. And maybe you bring in someone like a Max Sense-Lacroix as the backup for Ibu, who's a high-caliber centre-back in his own right. Could also play in the centre if you needed them to. If we do this right this summer, we can make our path for the next five to six years very, very straightforward. We could leave it that going into next summer, especially if Kelleher goes and we replace him this summer, we could leave it that next summer, all we actually need to do is upgrade on Joe Matip and Joe Gomez, and that's it. And everything else is done. And then then you're just talking about moves around the fringes. Maybe Elliot wants to move on, so you replace him, or maybe you decide to move him on because you want to bring in a more natural winger because you will have to start looking at a long-term successor for Mo. It is possible that Mo could leave next summer if the Saudis coming off from ridiculous money, which I'm fairly certain that they'll try at least. They might wait till he's at a contract the following year. I think we'd prefer to sell him next summer if if that's what it was coming down to. Um, and I think for Mo, as the greatest Arab footballer of all time, and certainly the kind of the poster boy for the Arab football growth, I, I think they'd pay a premium for him and they'd give him, I would imagine, unbelievable wealth. I reckon Mo probably gets $100 million a year from them. Yeah, I think he'll get two million a week, and I don't think anybody could deny it to him. Um, so yeah, we'd have to replace Mo, but we'll get the money from selling Mo to do that. Maybe, maybe he might stay. Who knows? But it does make our if we do the midfield properly this summer, it does make our next five years a lot, a lot easier. Um, Anfieldindex.com. We have a piece up from Tony Evans, Liverpool's midfield in crisis. It, it really isn't in crisis at all. Um, I, I, I just, I, I, I can't even bring myself to read this, to be honest. Um, there's a piece about Quevin Kelleher, a piece about Levi Colwell and the search for a defender, piece about Henderson and Fabinho. There's a piece up about Moises Caicedo, Podcast-wise, we have three new ones up. There is the Scouted that I mentioned yesterday. There's the new Fatigue Index that I mentioned yesterday. It's finally out. Simon and Jordan Trier. So do get Jordan Tyrer. I can't be certain. Do give that a listen. I'll be listening to it after this. And then there is a Pro Plus with Guy, Trev, and Jim Boardman. There is also a minefield on the way, which is the good news. So the good news is there's a new minefield podcast, which has been recorded. The bad news is that I'm on it, so it will probably be worse than the rest of them that they've done. But unfortunately, Dan Rhodes had to drop out, so I got called up. 
And uh, I did my best. I did my best to say level-headed and, and moderate, but I, you know, you know how I am. Anyway, that's there. That's going to be out probably today or tomorrow. Might be Monday. I don't know. You'll have to get in touch with Alan. Ask him. Anyway, that's it. That's all I've got for today, folks. Have a great weekend. Um, wherever you are, I hope the weather's so much better than it is here because the pissings of rain would depress a car full of clowns. Anyway, wait, folks. Best of luck, folks. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.